Hello and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. Two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts talking about faith, culture, the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Matt Curtis, pastor of Decision Life Church in Waverly, California. And I'm Kevin Sheehan, associate pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Hey, it's back. We're Matt and Kevin. We are back from Thanksgiving break. So I don't know when you'll be listening to this, dear listener, but uh, this is my first day back from the Thanksgiving weekend. I feel I feel refreshed. It's good. good. I had yeah. some extra time away. Yeah. So I've been, uh, Pastor Tom had been on sabbatical, so I was kind of carrying the load there for a while. He's back November 1st. So I had just sort of built into a uh, once he was back and into the rhythm of things that I would take some time off. So I, I did that, took all of Thanksgiving week off. That's and, wonderful. Uh, it was good. But now That's I'm back. Wonderful. It's Monday morning. Well, you're back and better than ever. Monday PM rather, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So big well, news on the Curtis front. Yeah. Yeah. So we finalized our adoption with Peyton. That was a uh, super fun people came and celebrated with us. We had an open house where we ate food and celebrated and it, it was fun. It was a good time. That was like the Friday before Thanksgiving. Yes. Like that feels now like it was several years ago, but, uh, yeah. but it was, uh, but it was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. While you were doing that, I was going hiking. Nice. Nice. So it was great. Usually, usually my plans never really work out as planned. I'm kind of amazed to say that everything went according to plan. It was, I love it when a plan comes together. It rarely does, but yeah, it was yeah. kind of nice. So yeah. I woke up at 2 a.m. Friday morning. Drove that was to your the, plan? That, that was, is not your plan going awry? That was your plan? No, that was the plan. Wow. Yeah. To woke me, that at, would be like, that would mean something terrible, <laughs> something, something had gone horribly wrong, but. No, it was good. So I woke up at 2 yeah. a.m., drove to the Catskills. Uh, this is a little over four, four and a half hour drive, I guess. So got there right at daybreak. Started hiking. It had snowed a little bit. This is like a dusting of snow on the ground. It's cold, blustery. Mm. It's good. It felt good. It felt good, man. Yeah, you have different ideas about how to relax, <laughs> but that's you know, but that, but that's okay. So uh, yeah, did uh, Westkill Mountain, did uh, Levitt Mountain, Hunter Mountain. Um, there's a fire tower on top of Hunter Mountain, which is the second highest peak in the Catskills. It's very cold up there. Not much of a view either. It was like snowing. Snow squall came in and then uh, camped out that night. Had a great time in the cold and the snow and the wind. And then hiked out the next day, went over Panther Mountain and then drove back home. Was home Thursday or sorry, Saturday, uh, about the boys' bedtime, really. So sort of a quick trip, but surprisingly went according to plan. Nice. So it was good. Was here Sunday, went to church Sunday here as normal. And then my parents arrived Sunday afternoon. They drove up from Virginia and then my wife and I left Monday morning, hopped on the train in Lancaster, which is like 15 minutes away. And the Amtrak train dropped us off in Penn station, midtown Manhattan, three hours later. Nice. So we had, we were, had about, were you guys filming a, Hall, a Hallmark movie? Is that what was no, happening? No, no, we weren't. Oh, this okay. is our, this is our 48 hours in New York city. Oh, nice. It was great. We had, we had someone, someone gave us tickets to Broadway. Oh, what'd you go see? We saw Hamilton on Broadway. Awesome. Richard Rogers Theater, the real deal. Broadway, Broadway is back. So it was it was sort of a bucket list item for us. And someone gave us the tickets That's back. It's an in incredible May. show. 
Yeah. And then yeah. We, when we got the hotels back in the spring, it was like the rates were super cheap. I mean, it would have cost us four or five times as much if we'd booked them now. Yeah. But they were trying to get people back in. So we got the hotel dirt cheap. So this is as cheap as we'll ever go to New York City. Um, got a hotel like a half block from the train station, right in Midtown. Everything's within a mile. So it's just really easy walking around. Um, yeah. Did a bunch of fun stuff. Just kind of enjoyed being in, we we're kind of joking. Like we had to go to New York city to get some peace and quiet. <laughs> just get away from our kids. <laughs> right. So yeah. Nana and grandpa watched the kids a couple of days. Good times. Saw Hamilton Tuesday night, right before Thanksgiving. It's just fun, you know, just kind of fun being in line. And yeah. we were like right by the side door where everyone kind of comes in and out. Um, yeah. Like before the show. Um, everyone's all bundled up, so you couldn't really Autograph see them very well. But and all that, yeah, yeah, it wasn't really our design. Just kind of where we were in line. Yeah, um, yeah. Saw the show it was great. I'm so used to seeing it on Disney Plus that it's like I had to remember like which faces went with which character, you know, because all different yeah. actors and stuff. But yeah, but it was fun. It was fun to see like a different, like a slightly different version of it, just because there were yeah. a few things that are a little bit different, different choreography different ways they kind well, of played certain parts are like interpret the character a little bit differently yeah so it was yeah. it was kind of fun to see that you know it's hard not to kind of compare it with the original cast but yeah uh, well lynn Manuel, he's like a singular talent you know what i mean like he's just one of those people who's like similarly with you know um what's his name from dear evan hansen like if you saw it with somebody other than benjamin uh, brad or whatever his name is it's just not the same because he yeah. is a singular talent, but yeah. Well, I thought Lin-Manuel Miranda, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he wrote the thing. He's a genius, but right. um, in terms of his singing and acting, he, he was okay. But you know, the yeah. guy that played Hamilton and this uh, Cervantes, something Cervantes, and he was, I thought better. Yeah. Huh. Um, significantly better, yeah. uh, better acting, better singing. Yeah, but some of the like the George Washington character, Christopher Jackson, in the in the you know Disney Plus version is like I just thought he couldn't do it any better. Like he was yeah, just so I, much better. It was like recasting that. Is like following him is brutal. He was yeah. perfect. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was good. I mean, we just had we had really a good time just doing that, watching the show, and so we had one. You know, we did one like fancy dinner out. Um, just just for fun. So we're in Rockefeller Center watching the ice skaters, saw the Christmas tree. It wasn't lit yet, but we saw I was that. About to, I was about to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, they don't light it till December 1st. But yeah, yeah it was just kind of neat being there. Yeah. And uh, we went up on the Hudson Yards, which is like this new part of town, which is, it's all new. And it's like four or five, six different skyscrapers that are all a thousand plus feet tall. And and uh, there's a observation deck on one of them which is the highest outdoor observation deck in the Western hemisphere. So you go, obviously, you know, like, it's the empire state buildings observation desk, not a deck, not a thing anymore. It, this one, this that? one's, this one's higher. Huh. It's higher than the freedom towers observation deck, huh. or maybe it's the highest outdoor one. Maybe that's the adjective yeah. that gets them in there, but whatever it is, yeah. it's awfully darn high. And uh, we went all the way up there and, you know, kind of towards sunset. So the light was really cool. And, I mean, you just see, you know, it's just such, it's just so amazing. It's just so yes. cool. If I haven't been to New York in 20 years, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm due to go back, but yeah, 
There's like yeah. a glass floor in it. So you got on the observation deck and you can just part of it. That's glass. You can look straight down your feet. Anita would hate that. <laughs> it's like 1100 feet down. Anita would hate <laughs> straight it. Straight down to the street. But like we saw like the Freedom Tower, lower Manhattan, like at sunset and then, you know, all of central Manhattan and towards Central Park and points north. And this is really cool. Our hotel had a great view. I mean, our our hotel room was on the 19th floor looking south towards Lower Manhattan, we're like right over the top of Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, just really fun. You know, just kind of fun just to be there. Yeah, and have a good time and, and get a break from all that. So yeah, yeah. Then came home Wednesday, had Thanksgiving Thursday with my parents. Uh, they left Friday morning. They had to get back. Yeah. Well, I mean, by then they'd been there since you know since Sunday. Sunday. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they braved our kids for however long. So. And I'm sure they're still asleep. <laughs> yeah, they're they're resting well somewhere. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm here on December 8th. They're probably still. Uh, no, no. I'm just. <laughs> they're probably. We're not doing that again. Yeah. No, that's not true. Your boys are. Your your boys are awesome. They're delightful. Yeah. We were ready to come back to them. Sure. But it was also yeah. nice to be away from them for 48 yep. hours. I get it. I get it. We had a recent trip to Seattle that was a similar experience, although not nearly as, you know grand is all that you did but yeah 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 it's a good time and then we're back in little old Ephrata. friday night was they do a christmas in Ephrata the day after thanksgiving and yeah you were mentioning it's, that yeah, like a, it's a pretty good crowd of people here they didn't block off main street and they do kind of a concert and laser show and different kind of activities for kids and, and it's just pretty fun it's pretty fun and then santa appears you know up on the yeah. the roof of one of the buildings and the, the fire engine pulls up and comes down on the ladder or whatever it is so it's kind of a fun you know just sort of a fun kind of small townish sort of thing to do but yeah got our house decorated us too we're good yep the boys good watched stuff. charlie brown christmas a couple times so excellent yeah the season is upon us yeah it's hard to believe like you know 2020 just felt like it was like a really long year and 2021 oh, yeah. is just sort of flown by i guess we can save some of that for our year-end retrospective as we uh, yeah. you know later but it was a uh, man it just I, I it's hard to believe that like it's christmas already like i didn't have like i know sunday was the first uh, uh sunday of advent but like I, I my worship guy wasn't quite ready with all the christmas carols and all that and so uh, i'm kicking off my christmas ser- series this coming sunday um, yeah and it'll go through the 26th like after christmas is over which is just sort of a weird um yeah deal but it is what it is and uh but uh, you know as i was outlining all that and prepping that i was like wow it's time to do this already it feels like i just did it but, <laughs> right now you're right 2020 felt super long and 2021's gone by fast yeah yeah i wasn't totally ready for christmas it's like i still want to enjoy fall a little bit i like fall yeah. i wanted to savor like, it a little like, bit more like last year or this year this year i mean like i yeah. just it's like, oh, I just want to kind of savor fall. And fall kind of came late just weather-wise for us. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, just kind of want to want to be fall for a little bit longer. But yeah. but I don't get to control those things. So no, you here we not. are. Here we are. You were not one of the X-Men. So you cannot control the weather. No, I'm kidding. I'll take your word for but, it. Yeah. For our, you know, two listeners that maybe one of them will get that reference. But anyway, <laughs> it's a, I'm not one of them. That's right. No, but it, yeah, no, it was, I had a good break too. I mean, I, uh, 
I wrapped up on Wednesday evening and uh, in a rare like sort of confluence of events, I happened to not need to come back on Friday, often on Thanksgiving break with a shortened week. I plan to get done on Wednesday, but that almost never happens because like, you know, you get a meeting because someone stops in and they're in crisis or, you know, I think last year, like the sewage backed up and was overflowing into like the um, playground. Remember that? And I was like, this is the perfect metaphor for 2020. And, um, <laughs> and, and so that didn't work. And so, but this year, like I managed to get done by Wednesday. Um, and so I had, you know, from Wednesday evening until Sunday off. And so that was, that was nice. And it was good to just get away from office and all that. We didn't do anything nearly as exciting. I finished a book by uh, Louise Eldritch called The Night Watchman that won the Pulitzer Prize last year. And it was excellent. And I recommend it. Um, and we ate our pizza and watched our Christmas movies and a good time was had by all. Yeah, good. Yep. I finished a book too. From oh, yeah. my, while inside my sleeping bag on a cold morning. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. It was good. I just, I, yeah, I wanted to just wrap it up and it was a page yeah. turner. And I just, yeah. 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 What was it? Uh, all the light we cannot see. Oh, Anthony, so good, Anthony Door. That's where I finished that one up. Just also uh, a Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah, yeah, 2012. great book. Yeah, yeah, great book. Great book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, did you watch Die Hard? Not yet. Not yet. Now, have, have, are you going to watch Die Hard with your daughters? No, I'm no. not sure at what age you can do that. <laughs> no, like, no. Part of it is is that they're. Well, obviously not your six-year-old, but <laughs> yeah, obviously not my six-year-old. Although, uh, listen, she's been exposed to way more than any, than any of us, just with her having been in foster care for so long that like there's almost nothing we could show her that would surprise her um, yeah. or shock her. But that's even more of a reason to not have that be entertainment. I think, right? Um, yeah. So, like, so we're not no, and for Katie, just it just affects her in ways that is not good for her. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll nestle up with some hot cocoa and watch the Mary watch uh you know John McClane make Mary at Nakatomi Nakatomi Tower on Christmas Eve in 1988. It'll be good. So yeah. Well good. Well good. Yeah. Well, hey, let's take a let's take a break. And then on the second half of the show, we're gonna talk a little bit about the idea of rest and rhythm in the Christian life and how not only vacations or or holidays well and how holidays can uh, offer us a chance to reset some of those rhythms sounds good we'll be right back get yourself a little glass of eggnog or maybe some hot chocolate with cinnamon on it and uh, some whipped cream and we'll be right back hey we're back it's matt and kevin we are talking church and today we're talking well we're talking about our thanksgiving breaks and some vacations we took but we want to talk about the idea of rest and rhythms and its importance in the Christian life. Obviously, uh, rest is is actually a surprisingly big theme, especially in the New Testament, but even in the Old Testament as well. It's uh, it's one that we don't give a lot of attention to, I would say, um, but it's certainly there, and it's an important thing. So, um, Matt, do you want to talk about just the importance of rest and Sabbath, and maybe just briefly, like the the, the importance that it's played, just in biblical history? Well, I, I mean, I mean, of course I can't do like a survey of the theme of rest in the Bible in, a, in the few minutes we have here, but I think it's worth noting 
um, that it's built in to the creation story, right? Right. Um, where it says, you know, uh, on the seventh day, after he had labored and done all of his work, uh, that God rested. And now he's not resting out of any sense of need or lack, right? Um, uh, he, he's resting because as image bearers, he wants us to enjoy, I think, really him and to rest in what he is accomplishment and his accomplishments rather than our accomplishments. And interestingly, the seventh day, there's no like, and there was morning and evening the seventh day, right? Like that's right. There's no end to it. There's yeah. no end to that. And so I think what that's pointing to is a time when we will enter into rest that does not end. Well, and that's right? what the book of Hebrews gets at in chapters. Yeah. I think it's three and four, especially. Yeah. 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 So like rest in many ways and Sabbath are things that we are in many ways, uh, longing for and waiting for like we have not entered into the rest that we are that that's yet to come and so um the rest we have now is just really in many not in some ways practice for rest then you know what i mean it's a shadow yeah. of that and so yeah. even when um, we're given the directive in exodus 20 you know the ten right. commandments to to right. uh, about the sabbath like it it points back towards the creation narrative right yeah it does and so in in some ways, like we're made for rest, we're made for work too. And it's worth pointing out that work is not like because of the fall. We we this is all ground we've covered on the podcast before. Um, yeah. Um. But but we're we're made for rest as well. Um. And and that rest is supposed to be a re, it's supposed to be two things. It's supposed to be restorative, and it's supposed to be substantive. Right. In terms of. Uh, the kind of rest we're having. It's not just taking a vacation, right? Or, or veg- not, vegging out on the couch, or ve- watching or football. Vegging. Not that there's anything wrong with either of those things. And both of those things are, you know, important. I mean, I, I imagine for you, watching football is more restful these days than it was six or seven weeks ago. Um, Honestly, I haven't watched a lot of football this fall. Dude, they're so good. Anyway, um, yeah. anyway, it's a, rest is, is I think part of what it is to be uh, is to flourish as a human being because we were created for it. And when we, uh, when we despise rest or work against it or our, or or we have some distorted version of work ethic that doesn't make room for rest, um, we work against our own flourishing and God's good design for his people. Yeah. Agreed. Amen. It's something about not resting or not acknowledging the need for rest that speaks to our desire to be self-sufficient right which just flies in the face of again something that we've talked about quite a bit our creatureliness mm-hmm. like we just we just don't want to admit that we have needs or deficiencies of any sort or you know whatever it is and so sometimes there's sort of like this weird sort of macho idea of i don't need rest and that's just it's false we do <laughs> we do go a whole way here and talk about burnout and everything else but yeah another another side of it with the whole sabbath thing especially and just like the way that we're created is that we have certain rhythms in our life on all sorts of scales and we have rhythms you know daily rhythms just whenever we get up whenever we go to bed whatever whenever we eat so on so forth we have weekly rhythms you know, we typically do the same things on Mondays and same things on Tuesdays and then, you know, so on and so forth. But we also have like longer term rhythms in terms of even just like seasons of the year, like we're entering into the holiday season and there's other seasons and there's winter, spring, summer, fall. And, and there's just 
is rhythms that we have. And rhythms can be, I think they're unavoidable. I think it's just sort of part of life and they're built into the, the created order. But they can be, they can, like, like anything else, our sin nature can uh, distort them and, and um, we can get into destructive rhythms. Sure. Or, yeah. or they can just happen. Like you said, you can't avoid them. And I think the, the choice is you can either be intentional with your rhythms or you can just sort of let them happen. Uh, and then you miss some benefit that God might have for you if you're just sort of just going along with whatever, because you're always going to go towards, you know, uh, that which is broken rather than that which will make you whole, because that's what our sin nature does. Right. Um, so, yeah. And so one of the things that I think Sabbath does on a weekly basis and what vacations or breaks or just holidays of any sort can do for us on a, you know, on a, on a more irregular basis it's just to break those rhythms and give us a chance to sort of step back from them mm-hmm. and assess them. And we do yeah. this like with new year's resolutions, which usually I talk about how dumb new year's resolutions are, but we'll save that one for later. Uh, but, but the good side about new year's resolutions is that we acknowledge that there's a chance to step back every so often, reassess, reevaluate, see what needs to change in our life, and then try to make steps towards that. Right. Um, so I, I kind of noticed this just while I was taking a vacation before Thanksgiving was I just stepped out of my rhythms um, and it was good. Um, not necessarily because my rhythms were wrong or screwed up or needed, you know, like desperate changing or anything like that. But it was just a good chance for me to do something very, very different for a while. A couple of days backpacking, a couple of days in the city, a couple of days, just Thanksgiving weekend holiday. And just do a little bit of an assessment of what are the rhythms that have kind of gotten away from me a little bit that I want to uh, be more intentional about capturing and directing in a you know more productive, healthy way. But yeah, so anyway, just just saying like we all kind of recognize those needs for kind of breaking our rhythms and setting better ones. Uh, so the problem I have with like New Year's resolutions is. <laughs> You know, trying to do that in one fell swoop once a year is just not going to be successful. Uh, yeah, I mean, but having like a Sabbath where, you know, every I think part of the design of Sabbath is that we break the our daily rhythm and step back from it a bit. You know, it's sort of like a timeout, you know, yeah. and, we, and we can get with the Lord and just and just come back into our our week, uh, our work week. Uh, with hopefully either, you know, renewed energy for our good rhythms yeah. or for, uh, you know, a better sense of, uh, of just fight, you know, when it comes to breaking some of the bad rhythms that we get stuck in. Yeah, I think uh, what's helpful about Sabbath or even like the church calendar to some degree or another, and I'm not really like a high church, you know, church calendar guy necessarily. Um, but one of the things that one of the valuable things about it is um, it forces us, or maybe not forces is the wrong way to saying it, but it gives us opportunity uh, to notice the things that are shaping us. Right. right? Yeah. Um, it gives us opportunity to go, okay, always doing this on this day causes me to A, anticipate it and think about it, right? Like Advent, right? The whole point of it is anticipation. Well, right. why is anticipation important? Well, it's because it's pointing to something. And what's the thing it's pointing towards? Is it? Every December we set aside like, okay, we're going to during for these four weeks, we're going to focus on that Christ came 
Yeah. And, and having that be like a intentional rhythm of the church is healthy for churches um, because it, yeah. it, it, it's a chance to reorient and refocus and go, okay, that's right. This is why we do what we do. This is why we're here. This is the, like, it's, it's good from that standpoint. And the same goes for people, right? Having ritual and for, and again, people don't like the word ritual or whatever. If you're from a Catholic back, background, that might be a triggering word for you or whatever. But, but with all of that said, um, there's something valuable about having things that you do regularly. Um, and here's the thing you do anyway, right? <laughs> right, right. It's just whether like, you acknowledge it or not. Yeah. Like, so for some of us, our ritual is we look at our phone first thing in the morning. Right. And, and the question is, is that like, and I'm not like saying I've conquered that. I'm just saying the question is, is that a healthy rhythm? Right. Right. And I'm not making any kind of comments on whether it is or whether it isn't. I just think it's a worthwhile question to ask. And one of the things that like you going hiking does, I would imagine, is it gives you a chance to like your normal rhythm is disrupted. Yeah. And it gives you a chance to maybe notice some ways that your rhythm is out of sync with um, the things that you value, that there's an incongruence there. And so it gives you a chance to reset. I think the holidays or, you know, the season or whatever language you want to put on it is an annual opportunity for us uh, to reevaluate. Is there a congruence between the things that I'm saying I value and what, and what the ways that I, the practices I have actually reveal that I value. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what new year's resolutions are about. It's just taking it to a degree that maybe sometimes is um, more bound by, um, law in a weird kind of way and, and guilt and guilt than like receiving as gift and opportunity to change. And so, and so yeah. there can be, um, but, but like the self-evaluation that happens, uh, every January can be a good thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, but I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Maybe that'll be a future episode, but I, I think the point of, rhythms or practice i think i like to think of in terms of practices better than rhythms uh, because rhythms make it sound like it's just something that's happening to you and you're going with the flow um yeah whereas whereas like and i'm not saying that's a bad i think i use rhythms too so i'm not like uh, but i I, i'm i'm one of the changes i'm trying to make is i'm trying to think of it more in terms of what practices am i employing because there's intention to that and so I, i think are we going to have practices that lead to our flourishing or stir up our affections for Jesus or whatever it is, or are we engaged in practices that uh, diminish our affection for Jesus and right. diminish our emotional health or diminish um, our ability to be present with our families or, or whatever rubric you're using? I mean, does it, does that make, does that, does that low? No, that no that's, that, that's language. Great. Yeah. That's, sense. Yeah. yeah and whatever language you want to put around it. I mean, we, we're saying rhythms just uh, I'm not somewhat in the language. sense of somewhat in the sense of, you know, we, we sort of cr- create our own rhythms to some extent. And then, but after a while they kind of create us, you talk about how you can, you make your decisions and then your decisions make you. And right. at some point you get into a rhythm or a rut or a habit or, you know, whatever you want to say. Right. Um, in in some sense at the outset they tend to be caused i guess by our our choices but then after a while they they work on us and we've talked about this with like james smith kind of stuff of yeah. we make certain decisions we we do certain practices 
And then those have more of a shaping effect on us than we sometimes realize. Right. One of the things that I, I noticed too, I've noticed this for years is maybe I'm the only one that's ever had this experience, but you have a vacation or you have a, whatever, a period of time you're, you're, you've broken rhythm and you know, you enjoy the fact that you just got away from whatever it might be as to say television or social media. Like, oh, it's just really nice to be away from that for a week. And then you come back home and like you surprise yourself and sort of disgust yourself with how quickly you fall back into some of those rhythms that you wish you didn't have in your life. Yeah. Is that just me? No, that's relatable. Hashtag (laughs) relatable. (laughs) Yeah. That, That can be like a really discouraging thing to kind of come back from one of these times away and, and to just find ourselves falling right back into some of those rhythms, probably because they're so deeply ingrained that a few days away from it, isn't really going to change it all that much. Yeah. But, but hopefully a few days away, at least gives us the desire to want to break those rhythms or causes you to notice that you have those rhythms. Yeah. And then yeah. at least, and then at least you have some hope, you know, of, yeah. of, uh, of really conquering it or whatever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess sort of, you know, kind of looking towards like this, holiday season, Advent, Christmas, so on and so forth. You know, one of the, one of the benefits I think we can get from that, if we're trying to be really intentional about it yeah, is to, you know, again, we, we break some of our normal rhythms. Now, you know, yeah. we still are going to work and sort of doing a lot of those normal things, but like, you know, like we literally physically rearrange the furniture in our house to make room for the tree. Right. And so our, our living room just looks differently. We have different lights up, different decorations up, you know, Thanksgiving weekend, our, our, how we spend our time is differently. Although again, like Monday through Friday will look a lot like the other Monday through Fridays, but it's, it's a real opportunity to take advantage of the fact that we have kind of rearranged like literally our furniture and much of our lives to accommodate the season and just spend some time really thinking about what sort of rhythms have we found ourselves in? What sort of rhythms might be more helpful, more, more healthy, more beneficial to us? People tend to do this with Lent more. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but there's no reason why Advent couldn't sort of serve in that same way. So to kind of, I don't want to say use the season in that sense, but to take advantage of this season of reflection about the Lord's coming and the Lord's coming back uh, to think of, you know, what, what do we want our lives to look like and what would, what would more healthy rhythms look like? And just gives us a chance yes. to kind of reset some of those. For sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, I just want to say one thing before we close. So we've been talking about practices, uh, practices and rhythms and how uh, the holidays offer us or vacation or w- and really any disruption in your normal life uh, can give you an opportunity to reevaluate some, some of those things. Uh, but maybe it's because I've been teaching through Colossians. I feel like it's worth noting that like by itself, changing your practices um, won't actually help you manage the sin that's in you. Like just getting new habits or an accountability partner or whatever won't fix that. Um, it, it, it's of no value uh, in overcoming sin. Um, Cause this, this is sort of what Paul's talking about. He's saying, listen, new moons and festivals and days and asceticism, which is sort of like a first century CrossFit, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like 
like those things are shadows. But if you're, but if you're, but if you're engaging in those things, absent to being connected to Jesus, the head that nourishes the joints and ligaments and all the rest of it, then it doesn't matter. So, um, oh, I guess what right. I'm saying I mean, is, they will help like, you grow in godliness. But, right. but if the the root of godliness, if Christ isn't in your heart to begin with, then it does you no good. Right. Right. And so, um, well, I guess what I'm saying is we're not assigning, Hey, you need to change all of these things so that you can be. So, so the point of today is not do better, try harder. In fact, right. it's, it, like, right. it, like it's the opposite. It's rest, rest and not what you do, but what's been done. And having been rooted in that, you can develop some new practices that help you do that. Does, I mean, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately our focus isn't to uh, modify our behavior. Right. To change our behavior. Just managing flesh, which will work for a, a, a while, but always in the end. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately we want to be able to enjoy God and grow with God. And that's part of what rest does. I mean, again, if we go back to like the Sabbath itself, the, again, a big part of the design of Sabbath isn't to veg out on the couch, but it's to worship the Lord. It's a day yeah. of worship. And that can look like different things. But if it's merely vegging out on the couch, <laughs> then that's that's not going to be, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. Mm. But if you're entering into that day and enter, entering rest in general with this idea of, look at this gift that the Lord has given me, you know, to come into that rest or that Sabbath with a grateful heart and you know with full acknowledgement that this is a gift from the Lord, uh, then that really changes how you spend your day. I mean, you may still sit on the couch and watch football, but what that does for your heart is really different if you're acknowledging yeah. that the Lord is first and you're acknowledging that that it's a gift and not just, I need to veg out and, you know, whatever. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. We've been talking uh, the church in rest and rhythm and practices, and we hope that what you've heard has been uh, edifying and helpful to you. If you want to um, give us a shout out about like ways that you rest or practices that you employ that stir up your affections for Jesus. You can email us at Matt and Kevin talk church at gmail.com, or you can follow us over on Twitter at MKTC. And with that being said, I'm Matt and I'm Kevin, and we've been talking church and rest and rhythm. Be warm and be fed. <laughs>